there is perpetuated this story that's been that's been told. And the 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 message was that it's the greatest story. Now, that's pretty, pretty bold to make that claim. Because really, our lives are full of stories and a lot of cultures throughout history have told stories. And in fact, stories are going on a repeated. But how many of you are online? Maybe you've got a, a Facebook account. You got a Twitter account. Maybe you're just still stuck in the email days. And that doesn't seem like that long ago the email started. But but our, our lives right now consistently are telling stories. And Jesus and the scriptures has the audacity to say that it's the greatest story. That it trumps all the other stories that people are liking on Facebook. And that there's something special about this story. And we saw it in the presentation that there was the birth of this baby. And then there came in the midst of that story, the intersection of your sin and God's grace. That there at that place was the cross and that if you bring your sin to Jesus, that he died in your place and you were set free. But the greatness about the story that we even experience in that is that as that story becomes real in you and you've been forgiven, you're and you're placed into the family of God. That that story then lives within you and it comes out of you. I want to touch real fast on this passage that we've been looking at out of John before we get to communion. Because it says, here's Jesus, he's the greatest, he is God, he's become flesh. And it says there's this introduction of this guy, John the Baptist. It says in John chapter one, verse six, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. Imagine John's the first prophet that's been around for 400 years. Up till that point, it's been known as the silent period or the the period of darkness. And suddenly John comes on the scene and he has this amazing message. And everybody's like, John's amazing. In fact, some people were saying that he might be the Messiah. John consistently said, I'm not the Messiah. Look, he's over there. That's the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That's the greatest message. In fact, that message is being competed against from messages coming at you all the time. In fact, some of the stuff that we just read from John is very scandalous today because it said about John, he was not the light. Do you know right now one of the biggest lies that comes at you in America and throughout the world is that there was a light within you that you're born with. And it's there, you just kind of have to fan it into flame and you see it through things all the time. And in fact, recently... How many of you know um, the song, This Little Light of Mine? Have you heard that before? You could probably sing it. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. We all know that song. So imagine my surprise when I'm watching TV. And on comes that song. And I'm thinking, what? What's going on? Is this about Jesus? And the song goes forward and has all these shots in slow motion and in black and white. And you know that's an emotional movie going on when it's in black and white and slow motion. And as I'm watching it, it's, it's, it's talking about some of the massacres that have happened. 
And we can flip on the TV. We've seen all the news about all the stuff that's been going on, people killing each other for, for seemingly no reason. And this one in, in particular was highlighting the evil that we've seen when there was massacres that had happened in Las Vegas. And so with the slow music and the, the, the backdrop of this video and the lights of Las Vegas, you have the song saying, this little light of mine. What they had done was ripped off a song about Jesus and impregnated not Mary with light, but Las Vegas with light, and then said, this little light of mine, this city of Las Vegas. We've seen how evil it's been there now. At the very end, it didn't say, now we need Jesus. At the very end, it had this tagline that said, Vegas strong. What they were saying was this, in the midst of all the turmoil and darkness that's going on, and as sad as it is, if we could just muster up our own strength, if our city could come together, if we could get the light that we already have within us, we can break through and overcome evil and restore ourselves to something that's grand and beautiful and what we want. And that's the message that's going on in the world. And you, you have this man, John, who Jesus said was the greatest one who was ever born of a woman. This prophet. And it was said about him that he was not the light. But what did it say? That he came to bear witness to the light. It was John who said, this is the greatest story that's ever been told. It's not about me. It's not my light. We're all in sin. We need him. We need the Lamb of God. That's this little light of mine. It's Jesus. I want, I want to show for you this morning what that looks like. This holiday season, many of you will come over to a tree much like this and you'll you'll pick up a present and to just kind of set the scene, we're going to flip some of these things off here. We've already got most of our lights off, but we need it all the way. Oh, man, I got one over there, but that's too far to walk, but we've got darkness. And in fact, this tree needs to go off. We've got darkness. And in the midst of that darkness, it says that the Jews were hoping and waiting and hoping and waiting. And so when there came one upon the scene who was in their midst. There he was. They said, John, are you the Christ? He said, no, I'm not the Christ. But they were waiting. They were hoping and they're waiting. We talk about the advent and the waiting that we're doing And then there came one. In the midst of the darkness, there came one whose name was Jesus. He was God become flesh. The only light that could truly indwell human beings to bring us hope, peace, joy, and love, and salvation. And the scripture says that John was not the light. It simply says that he was a witness of the light, which means this. That in Jesus... As John being a forgiven man and then a spokesman of the greatest story that ever come, he was a lantern. And within him was the light of Jesus. And then in the midst of darkness, he would go among his culture and say, look at Jesus. Don't look at me. Look at Jesus. He's the greatest. He's the one who forgives you of your sin. And so, my friends, as we see the cross as the place where sin and grace intersects. When you have your sins forgiven, you become a lantern 
who no longer is singing the songs of the world, saying, if I could just get my act together, if we could just somehow through Christmas do enough. No, it's something greater. Jesus is in you and you become a lantern full of the true light. That bears witness just as John did. Are you a lantern? Let me tell you something. If you're a human being, you're a lantern. My question about that is this. Are you going about the world in all the stories you're putting on Facebook and all the relationships you have in your life? And in your lantern, are you just taking about darkness? Or by what the greatest story that's ever been told, the gospel, the good news of Jesus, if that's changed you, is that light in you? And then do you take that? Because as I come towards others in light, as my light gets near, the light comes off their faces. The light begins to illumine their life. And they might take that and say, this little light of mine isn't Las Vegas. And it's not the presence under the tree. It's Jesus Christ. And he's changed my life and he's given me life. And now I've got to tell somebody else about this story. We get to share Jesus. And it's really awesome. And you don't know. The things that you do and the things that you say as you become a lantern full of the light of Christ. You don't know the people that you'll affect. And you may never know. But there will be moments when the Lord shows you. Look, look what I did through you. You were in darkness and I put my light in you. I saved you. Now look what you did. I got a phone call this week. Katie and I were driving in the car and I get a phone call from an unknown Seattle number. I didn't know what it was. I figured it was just telemarketer or something. And I answered the phone. I said, hello. And the, the voice says, is this Jason? I said, yeah, this is Jason. He says, this is Sam. Now, I haven't talked to this Sam in about 10 years. He didn't have my North Carolina number. And he got to talk and I was asking how things were going. He says, God's grace has been so good to me. And then he went on to say this. He said, the reason I call you, I just want to say thank you. He said, you you have no idea. The effect that you had on my life 10 years ago. What I was going through and how you took me to Jesus. You showed me the light. And he said, I made it my mission this morning to find you. Because I just wanted to tell you thanks. And we stood, we were, we were on the phone together just saying, look at, look at the light of Jesus. It's changed two men and two men together to get to go on into wherever we go. It wasn't about Jason. It wasn't about Sam. It was about the light of the world. And so this morning, we have that opportunity to continue to proclaim Jesus Christ in everything that we do. And that's why we come to this communion table. The scripture says that as we come together at this table, it's an opportunity not to just come around what it was, a holiday meal for the Jews and kind of perpetuate a a holiday feeling. No, it was to put our eyes on the greatest story to remember again. In fact, Paul says in the book of 1 Corinthians, as often as you receive of these things, you continue to proclaim. You continue to tell the story to one another in the church about Christ's death, that place of intersection of your sin and God's grace. And so today we're going to take that meal together. And, and even as we take that, what it is, is all of us together are lanterns saying this is not about darkness. It's not about the world's lies. This is the truth of Jesus that has changed us. And we're going to share this holiday meal together. And so at this time, I'm going to call us to the dinner table. We have this great opportunity, having heard the singing of the voices of angels this morning. We appreciate that. 
declaring the story. We've had the scriptures remind us of the light of Jesus. But then we come in to this opportunity to take a meal and to say how good God is and to thank him by giving his body and his blood. And the scriptures say that anybody who is in Christ. That they get to participate in this meal. And so if you're a believer this morning, I want to invite you to that. If if you don't feel um, that, that you should take that meal, uh, that that's OK. Nobody's judging you or even looking at you. It's just an opportunity for us to to eat together um, this morning. But the Lord asks us of this, that that we would check our hearts. And if you've never put your sin before Jesus at that cross, today might be the first morning where you enter into that moment saying, man, I see his light and I want that warmth. I want that love. I want that forgiveness in my life. Man, make this the morning that that intersection takes place. Give your sin to Jesus and enter into this family meal with us this morning and say, I'm a new forgiven person. And let that light shine in you because then you can go on and sing the song. This little light of mine and sing it in truth.